With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. KBME Houston. And my heart radio station. The Astros. The Houston Astros. The Rockets. And the Rockets. Your home for your home teams. This is Sports Talk 790. From the classic Chevy Sugarland Studios. Find new roads. On the front lines of Houston sports. Let's go! You're in the trenches with N.D. Kalu. N.D. Kalu. Welcome in. Happy Monday to everybody out there in Radio Land. I am Indy Kalu. He is Jacob Martin. Mondays with Martin, where we get the first hour with the best pass rusher on the Houston Texans sitting in. Big Sarge the Big Sarge Sports will be in the house. And Chris Gordy on the other side of the desk making it happen. Talking all things sports with a special emphasis on the number one sport in the history of sports. That is American football, but would be remiss not to talk about them boys who bounced it on the hardwood. Yes, March Madness taking place right now. And some good showings from the Texas schools out there. So we'll definitely get to that. But since we have him in for only an hour, Jacob Martin, good morning. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing well, man. How are you, be dog? I'm good. I'm good. You know what? I thought about you with one of the millions of signings uh, that are taking place with the Houston Texans. And I like this because competition it is it makes us better you know Brings champions exactly and you're gonna compete you're gonna compete i got my money on you but when you saw the shaq lawson signing were you saying hey bring it on you know he's gonna make me better i'm gonna make him better we're gonna make the team better uh pass rusher from the miami dolphins when he signed with the texas you're the first one i thought of what, what was the thought process uh for me man it's just uh bringing guys around to bring out the best you know when you got a uh, uh, when you're building a, a big room of, of pass rushers or outside linebackers or defensive ends, whatever, however you want to label them, you know, um, I just think that just adds adds to the fire. You know, it's, it's like now it's a competition. Now you got to really earn that right to to, to rush the passer. You know, so uh, I'm, I applaud it. When you go, when you think of the thought, it, well, you first of all, correct me if I'm wrong. When I watched the games, I know on paper last year the defense was considered to be a three four defense, but it felt like at least 50% of the time you had four down linemen, maybe due to the response of the offensive personnel, nickel, dime, whatever it may be. One, is that true? And my second question, moving to a 4-3 defense, how is that going to change for things for you? Uh, you know, I think we played out a lot of multiple fronts last year, you know, anywhere between, you know, having three down to, to five down, you know. So uh, just I think that, like, this defense is very versatile in terms of, uh, our style of play and then the players you can move around in different positions and things like that. But us going to a 4-3, I don't think that really changes anything for me. Right. You know, uh, that's basic football. Do you all still have that? Uh, when I played with Philly, 
we had this joker position where, you know, I was backing up both defensive ends, but then we had these packages where you get to come in as a linebacker. Sometimes you would have to uh, mirror the the spy technique on the quarterback where mm-hmm. you blitz and do – well, I guess you won't know yet because have you met with Lovey Smith? I have not. Okay. Well, I have not. What's the timeline on that? I'm not really sure, man, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not – they haven't really released any information to us in terms of – OTAs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll get the information probably around the draft or they, after they the draft. They just announced this morning plans for the draft in Cleveland. They're going to host some prospects, they said, some fans, and they're allowing teams to do it from their facility now, socially distanced and wearing masks. So they just announced that. Right. So they're still working on calendar year and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, to that, his point. That, that will definitely be an honor on something or on to something segment. The news that the NFL is taking those steps forward to try to bring fans back into the stands. Oh, obviously, Philip Lindsay. That was one signing over the weekend. I think it hit Friday when we were all fair or Saturday. That got me a little excited. You know, I'm on the outside looking in. But what I like about that, and you can probably appreciate this, this is a guy that I felt like was a very good pickup for the Denver Broncos. He was undrafted. He gives you a 1,000-yard season as an undrafted rookie. Then what does he do the second year? He gives you another 1,000-yard season. Then, for whatever reason, the Broncos bring in Melvin Gordon. They take some carries away from him. He ends up on IR. So this is a, a, a proven year for a guy that doesn't have too many miles on the legs, a guy that is, you know, seen adversity and kicked it in his backside and proved to everyone that he could be a thousand yard rusher in the NFL and he's still young. What what were your thoughts? Like how pumped were you to see that Phillip Lindsay was gonna sign with the Houston Texans? Phil's my dog, man. Oh you know him from that's my, that's my Oh guy. you're from Colorado, so there might be some yeah, that's my guy. You know, so we uh we actually trained together, you know, the pre draft process. Mm-hmm. Um and that's dude that that's a dude that is a uh, a competitor. You know, he's the ultimate competitor. Um, so I, I just love love seeing that. You know, he, he loves to run the ball hard. He plays with just like a, a huge chip on his shoulder. You know, being an undrafted guy, you know, um, coming back with with uh, with back to back thousand yard seasons, and uh, you know, some injuries got him in, in year three. But uh, I think it's a dope. Uh, it's a great addition. You know, I think it's a good changeup. Uh, it's someone that that is a tough, fast, physical runner. Um, he's an ultimate competitor, man. He's a big, big, big. Uh, so yeah, well, what, that's something you want from your running back. What I love though, Jacob, is and again, you 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 can maybe speak to this as uh, as well. But Nick Casario is has not been afraid to sign guys. I mean, they've gone out and signed I think twenty, thirty new guys either via trade or, or free agency acquisition. And I start running down this depth chart, and me and Nandi talked about this on Friday, but. Like, you got the backfield, Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, Mark Ingram. Like, I start looking at all these spots and going, training camp's going to be, like, there's going to be competition. I'm looking at our lads right now with their depth chart. Look where they bu- they bounced you all the way to third here, Jacob Martin listed. So, like, there's other guys in, in here now that, like, training camp's going to be intense, right? Oh, without a doubt, man. But remember, always bet on Jake. There you go. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll send an email to our lads and let them know to bounce Jacob Martin up. But just point being, like, I'm looking at even like the linebacker room. You add Jordan Jenkins. You add Christian Kirksey. You add these guys, Kamu Grusier Hill, uh, Kevin Pierre Lewis. I mean, you got these guys now that, like, no one knows what to expect, but it just makes it like, uh, it, it, from a fan perspective, it gets exciting because, like, man. This is going to be real competition. May the best man win. And right. that's that's what's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that's going to make it real interesting during training camp. I think it's, that's going to bring out the best, you know, in terms of the players returning uh, uh, on the roster, you know, and then a- the added guys um, on the roster. And, and with the with the new regime of coaches, you know, no one is safe. So 
I will say this. It always works itself out. It took me a while, probably year eight or nine, uh, before I truly realized that. I'll never forget one of my closest friends to this day, Derek Burgess. We both played D-end in Philadelphia. Both, you know, I was a fifth-round pick. He was like a third or fourth-round pick. And when we were going into the season that we were expected to both be starters and we were coming off pretty good years as role players, they draft uh, Jerome McDougal in the first round. And I'll never forget, I was at Home Depot with my dad, and it was during the draft, and I get this call from Burgess. And as soon as I say hello, I just hear a bunch of curses. Like, what the F? Like, they don't believe in us after, you know, you're just mad. And, and I was a little taken back. And yeah. I'm sure you were, too, when you sure. saw the signing of Chad. I was a little taken back. I said, you know what, brother? If we do our deal, if we handle our business, it'll just all work out. If, if that means we ball out and we get traded somewhere to a team that really appreciates us or we end up winning the battle against the first-round pick, it'll it'll eventually work its way out. And that's exactly what happened. So it's one of those deals where you can't manipulate your way and, oh, I'm not going to help him. I'm not going to show him what he's supposed to do on this play because yeah, no. if he makes a mistake, then it's one of those deals if you just all in. And for Burgess, you know, he and I ended up, you know, starting. Then I tore my ACL. Burgess <clears> – <throat> took over, balled out, then signed a big deal with the Raiders. Then the year that McDougal was supposed to take over for us, he got shot. So we both got this chance. So, <laughs> That's crazy. So I'm not saying it's going to work out in everyone's <laughs> favor, but it eventually works out. But he even bounced back from that. So it's one of those deals. I feel like I'm preaching to you, but you already know this because you're wise beyond your years. But it, it, it does like it does hurt. Like it, it, There's a little yeah. thing, that, that chip that you thought you got rid of when you proved yourself over the last three or four years. Uh, it, it starts to develop. That chip develops again on your shoulder. But ultimately – it makes you better than the entire team and the guys that you're competing with. And you can never, 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 never have too many pass rushers on your squad. So mm -hmm. that, that that's why I was excited about it. But, yeah, my money is on Jacob Martin uh, uh, winning that. And what I like about this, if Lovey Smith is the man that I think he is, he's not going to be worried about. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who signed what type of contract? What uh, draft pick? He's just going to put it out there and may the best man win. May the best men do win. You, as a current player, do you pay attention to all that kind of stuff? Or, you, or do you just keep your head down and go, hey, when trade camp starts, I'm going to report and whoever's there is there. Or are you, oh, we got that guy? Oh, we got that guy? Um, I would say to a certain extent. Um, you know, I, re I really don't follow, follow free agency like that because this is a lot of transactions going on. Right. You know, so... Um, Obviously, if it's a guy I know, like Phil, you know, or, or, or Shaq or something like that, I'll reach out, like, yo, welcome to the team, blah, 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 or, or Brent, or, or, or I mean, Britt, Britt from Seattle, the center they signed. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, so dudes like that, dudes that I know, you know, I'll reach out to them and things like that. But other than that, I'm not really on the Houston Texans website looking at transactions. <laughs> you're, you, know? Right, you, you know, you'll go crazy. Like, yeah. you'll literally go yeah. crazy if you're worried about things that you can't control. I didn't realize this at the time, but obviously with the Colorado ties, 
Uh, you and Philip Lindsay, the new running back, y'all are kind of like kindred spirits. Both guys weren't drafted. Mm-hmm. Both guys made rosters, made an impact on their respective teams, and then went off to another team. So it's not just about being from the same area for y'all two. Y'all worked out together. Then both of y'all suffered some disappointment, you know, on draft day, then bounced back and like, oh, yeah, I can't play in this league and proved yourselves over the you know last few years. So that is pretty cool that y'all are doing on the same team now. Now, is he a guy that will call you and be like, hey, I need to – crash on your couch until i figure things out um if he did i wouldn't mind okay <laughs> you know if he did i wouldn't mind i know he did he did live in his parents house his rookie year i remember um, hearing that story was that true or was yeah, that one of those that was what completely true just trying to save money <laughs> yeah okay that, that, you know what i could appreciate a guy who wants to hold on to his dollar have you been paying attention to the the uh march madness and how these texas colleges have been killing it uh i've been watching i watched a few of the baylor's games mm-hmm. uh you know Houston got away with a close one, yes, uh, against Rutgers. So um, th- those are those are the, the two the two big ones that stand out. Just so you know, you're sitting across from a prophet. Uh, some wise man last week talked about ACU beating University of Texas, and he predicted it, and he went on and on and talked about why it was going to happen, and it happened. I'm not going to say his name; it was me. But uh, <laughs> you, you know, you just know that you, you're you're amongst prophets. We're going to take a quick timeout. Mondays with Martin Jacob Martin in the house for the first hour, and we're also going to catch up with Benjamin Albright from Broncos Insider. He will be talking to us about Philip Lindsay. I was surprised that the Denver Broncos uh, let this running back go, so maybe he'll have some more insight. We'll talk about that and much more in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. From NRG, one, two, three, two minute made, to Toyota Center, it's all in the trenches on Sports Talk 790. You good, T-Minus? Let's see if you can count me out. I'm counting my bullets. I'm loading my clips. I'm writing down names. I'm making a list. I'm welcome in. Welcome back in the trenches. Mondays with Martin. Jacob Martin sitting in for the first hour of the show this Monday. Talking all things sports with a special, special... You know what, we'll, I don't know if I can say that because of March Madness, so we'll definitely talk about that as well. But big shout out to ACU, Abilene Christian. You always love the underdog story. I, I don't like the fact that they had to knock off one of the big Texas schools, but you're always rooting for the underdogs. And shout out to U of H as well for squeaking by uh, Rutgers. Real quick on the Texas note, I was looking up Shaka Smart's postseason resume. Mm-hmm. Outside of that NIT run they had two years ago, which say whatever you want about the NIT, it's, you know, step below the tournament Shaka's not been good postseason wise so I wonder how much I mean you know Texas we saw the big money donors came up they didn't like Tom Herman and it went in seven eight games a year like they ponied up the cash I wonder if they're going to do that with uh with Shaka here sooner rather than later I don't know if they do it this year but when they signed Shaka Smart I think the expectations with what he did with VCU. Uh, VCU. I think the thought was, man, with the money, the support, the talent, the hotbed of talent in Texas at University of Texas, he should be taking UT to uh, he should be taking UT to the Final Four every other year. But right now, this is in the trenches, and the Houston Texans just signed the guy that's supposed to be running in between the tent trenches, making yards. Philip Lindsay and no better person to talk about Denver, the NFL, than Benjamin Albright. You can follow him on Twitter at Albright NFL. Two L's at Albright NFL. He actually he looks a little too cool in his Twitter thing. You, you know, when I think journalists and analysts, I think corny guys, but this guy looks a little too cool. 
Benjamin, welcome to Houston. You have Indy, Kalu, Chris Gordy, and uh, Houston Texan Jacob Martin sitting in. How are you doing today, Ben? I'm doing all right. I fell off the cool wagon years ago, but uh, hey, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know you. Your Twitter page, you look too cool. But you know what? Let's get right into it. I think it was a cool signing for the Texans to bring in Philip Lindsay. I will say this from the outside looking in, Ben, I, I felt like Philip was the type of guy that you just won, undrafted. Uh, 2,000 yard seasons in a row that I know he gets hurt this year, ends up on IR. I was surprised that Denver let him go. Is there something more to the story that I may be missing? Um, more to the story, not really. He's just not a fit for what they do now. Uh, you know, in his first two years, the, the Broncos were running that wide zone, outside zone stuff, and, and, and using a fullback, and that's really where Phillip excels. If he's got those things, he is fantastic in that setup. But, you know, Pat Shermer likes to run those three-by-one sets, and, uh, you know, they, they run inside in between the tackles, and that's that's not really Phil Lindsay's game. And you can see a specific drop-off there. And then, you know, Pat Shermer also requires his running backs to be able to catch a ball out of the backfield and, uh, and, and pass protect. And, and Phil Lindsay just has not been that guy. Um, you know, he, he caught the ball well in college, but he hasn't really caught the ball well in the pros. And then in past, so he's just too light. Um, you know, having, having a 270-pound Joey Bosa bearing down on a buck seventy-five, Phil Lindsay is just not a recipe for success. All right, Ben, I'm going to ask you from a uh, fantasy football perspective. If you had to bank money, if you were doing a fantasy football draft right now and you had to draft a Texans running back for next year, are you going with Phil Lindsay, David Johnson, or Mark Ingram? Um, well, I guess that really depends. I, I, does your league reward more for uh, for touchdowns or yardage? Because I, I feel like Ingram's going to be the goal line guy and the short yardage guy, and, and Phil Lindsay's probably the between-the-20s guy, similar to the, the setup that he had a lot of times in Denver. So uh, if they reward on yardage or, or long runs or any of that kind of stuff, I'd go with Phil Lindsay. And if they reward on touchdowns, I'd probably roll the dice on Mark Ingram. I was never able to win a Super Bowl, and that's one of my biggest regrets, not being on the team that won a Super Bowl. It doesn't feel like Denver Broncos Super Bowl was that long ago, but how much goodwill does that buy, Ben? It feels like now when I read about Denver, when I'm looking into and getting ready for the season, that the fan base is like, eh, you know what, that Super Bowl was too long ago. Y'all need to get back on the right track. Are, are the fans still behind John Elway and the, uh, and the uh, Denver Broncos? Uh, to a degree, I mean, John Elway had to step aside and bring George Payton in this offseason as general manager because of, I think, the lack of success since that Super Bowl. Um, the team only has two players currently on the roster from that Super Bowl unit. It's Von Miller and kicker Brandon McManus. So uh, for a lot of fans, it's kind of a distant memory, you know. Um, I, I think that uh, if they don't have a winning season this season, you could really see a drop-off in terms of fan interest because they haven't had a winning season in years, honestly, since the season after the Super Bowl. So, you know, I, I think... I think that uh, I, I think it's a distant memory. I don't think fans here are uh, basking in the glow of that anymore. And a lot of that's going to be surrounding the quarterback, and it's been tough to find that quarterback. Is Drew Locke the guy, or are they going to have to make some moves to bring somebody else in? Well, you know, I, there, there are some inside the building that think he could be the guy, and then there are some that are that are absolutely out. I, I think that the way that they're looking at this is they're going to bring in some competition this off season, and you know, if Drew takes the job in training camp and runs with it, then it's his, and, and if he doesn't, then they'll move on and uh, and be all in on the next guy. So uh, I, I don't know that uh, it, it, it's it's a mixed bag right now. I, I don't know that there's a, a consensus on him. Um, they're they're hoping for that third year jump, similar to what uh, Josh Allen had up there in Buffalo. Ben, there was uh, talk among at least Denver fans over the last couple weeks when you know the unhappiness of Deshaun Watson with with the Texans, and then uh, you know former Texan himself, Kareem Jackson, who's there in Denver, he tweeted out, "Oh, I'm on it, Denver fans. We're trying to get Deshaun to Denver." 
Uh, what's kind of the buzz been about that? Is that just fan fodder, or, or do you think Denver was legitimately calling Houston, maybe sniffing around on Deshaun? I think it's both. I mean, the fans definitely want it, but that said, uh, you know, Denver thinks that they could, that, you know, they could make a move, and they've let themselves some flexibility to do it. Um, with with Kareem Jackson getting uh, getting released uh, this past week, I think that's one of the things that kind of put a little damper on it. But uh, Alexander Johnson, the inside linebacker here in Denver, played high school ball with Deshaun, so you know, there's uh, there's still a connection there as far as that goes. I, I think that uh, you know, I think the lawsuit scenario has really put a put a damper on a lot of this for a lot of teams right now. They're kind of in wait and see mode. But uh, from what I understand, Carolina would be the team probably. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Most heavily in on Deshaun, and they pick ahead of the Broncos, which gives them a little advantage in terms of the package that they could offer. For the Texans off the field uh, conduct is big as far as some of the players that they bring in and who they want. Philip Lindsay, what what type of guy are they getting off the field in him? Oh, he's he's a good guy off the field, and he's he's a spark plug. He's an emotional guy. You know, he's got that big chip on his shoulder because he was so overlooked and because of his size. Uh, you know, you're getting a, a fiery, emotional guy as far as that goes. Now he's clean off the field. You're not going to see any off the field problems as far as that kind of stuff goes. But you know, on the field, you're going to see a guy who's fiery. He wants to be fired up, and you know, wants the ball in his hands and wants to fire his teammates up. So uh, that in that regard, you're getting a good one. What are your expectations for Denver this year? We, we always this is the time before the draft. We have expectations after the draft. We may change them. What are your you, you know the team better than anybody? What are your expectations for Denver going into the season? Well, I think the team, as constructed, if it can stay healthy, should should flirt with the playoffs and you know and, and maybe get in as a wild card. I don't know that you're passing Kansas City in the division. Um, you know, if you do add a Deshaun Watson, I think that changes the outlook. I think if you do add a great quarterback, that changes the outlook. But I think they're you know the defense is constructed as a playoff caliber defense, and now you've got a a very young offense getting its second year in a you know in a system where they didn't have any ramp up last year. So I think they're going to be improved. I think they're going to be better. I think they're better than the Chargers the Raiders in the division. I just don't think they're passing Kansas City. Is it as simple as, uh, you know, we see this league is so ready to move on from coaches so quickly if they don't achieve success. Is it as simple as, say, if the Broncos don't make the playoffs this year that Vic Fangio's on the way out? Um, I, I would suggest that's highly likely, uh, unless that scenario is something like last year where there were just mass injuries. I mean, the Broncos had eight starters on defense out due to injury most of the season and several offensive starters as well. So, you know, I, I think that uh, unless you just get a mass injury, mass defection kind of thing, um, that that would probably be the case. Before we let you go, the million-dollar question, how's your bracket holding up? <laughs> Not bad, actually. I, uh, you know, and here's the thing: is that I, I would, I would credit myself for uh, for being savvy on this, but I, I paid attention to almost no college basketball this year. I, I filled out a bracket solely due to true, sh- true shooting percentage and uh, and rebounding margin, and uh, kept myself out of it, which must be why it's holding up. Nice, nice, good job. As always, we appreciate your time, your expertise. I know you joined Chris on his podcast, and uh, we appreciate you taking time to talk to us about Philip Lindsay and the Denver Broncos. Have a great day, Ben. You too, anytime. All right, Benjamin Albright. You can follow him on Twitter at AlbrightNFL. So that, 
That was my thought though on Friday. As soon as you saw, you like you got excited about the Philip Lindsay signing, right? Oh, absolutely. Like that's, a, I was like, wow, that's a good, that's a good signing. But then it became, wait a minute, they brought in Mark Ingram, you re-signed David David Johnson, but my, you know, like my my standpoint immediately goes to fandom, where it's like, man, if I'm drafting a fantasy football running back, who's it going to be? But from a, if you're just a fan of the Texans, you love the three headed attack. You, hey, may the best man win. Whoever's toting the rock the best. You're getting the bulk of the carries that week. I will say this, and being respectful because Mark Ingram's teammate, Jacob Martin, is in the house, I, I wasn't overly excited because Mark Ingram reminds me of me when I signed here, you know, stealing a couple of checks and just trying to hang on. The guy was a healthy scratch with the Baltimore Ravens. So I, I feel like he may be a good mentor to some of the guys, but the Philip Lindsay one really excited me because – I feel like you don't have to have that Adrian Peterson, one running back who's going to carry 25, 30 times. And he, Derrick Henry, you know, let me bring it back to a current player. But I feel like the two-headed monster of David Johnson, uh, Philip Lindsay, then if you have Mark Ingram for depth, because you definitely need depth. This is the most violent sport in America. That That's a good running back room. I'm excited about that. But I, I'm very excited about guys and one sitting in this room who use this year to to get the contract they feel like they deserve and that they've expected to get. Shaq Lawson is going to be competing for that contract. Jacob Martin is going to be competing with that uh, for that type of contract. Philip Lindsay, he saw what Aaron Jones got. You know what I'm saying? And Philip Lindsay is a similar you know story as an Aaron Jones. So you know why not? So I love the fact that you're bringing on these veterans who are trying to use this year to to prove something. Quick timeout. Jacob Martin's still in the house. We'll have him jump back in the trenches with us. If you want to jump in and talk to Jacob Martin or myself or Chris, 713-212-5790. In the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine. I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Welcome in, welcome back in the trenches. Hope you're enjoying your Monday. We are enjoying it here in the trenches. Jacob Martin hanging in for a couple more segments. Big shout out to Benjamin Albright to talk about the newest edition. I, I will say, I don't want to get overly excited, but I like what Nick Casario is doing, but I also feel like he's just doing his job. I mean, he had to create some room in the cap. He had to bring in guys and fit them within the cap, but I do like what his theme is Let's bring in some veterans and let them fight it out for a one-year prove-a-deal. And trust me, when you're on that last deal or that last year of a deal and you're fighting to get some of these – look, look. here's the thing. Will Fuller. Will Fuller, I believe he signed a one-year prove-a-deal with Miami. And Will Fuller is going to be looking at Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay – now, there are different types of receivers. Kenny Galladay is a big six-foot, 220-pound wide receiver. But as far as stats, I mean, Kenny, Kenny Galladay from the Detroit Lions signs a four-year, $72 million deal with the New York Giants. But he missed 11 games last year due to injury. But the two years before that, he had 1,000-yard seasons. If Will Fuller, who has never played in more than 14 games since his rookie year, can just stay on the field for 15 games, have 1,000 yards, he could get a similar contract to what a Kenny Galladay received in that four-year, $72 million deal. So my point is, 
I like those signings when guys are hungry and they're looking for that generational type of contract that's going to have them set, have their kids set if they don't do anything too stupid and Mike Tyson their money away. But that's something that I like, and, and you see it because you have the examples there. Now, Jacob Martin's in the house, and Garrett wants to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you. I know you don't follow, and that's good, all the signings going on in the NFL, but is there a player that may have recently signed a deal where you're like, you know what? Given the opportunity, I can have that type of impact on the field and expect that type of deal. Or do you just say, just get me on the field? I would say I like the way, you know, Shaq Barrett's situation. Yeah. You know how he, he was behind Vaughn, you know, um, similar to me being behind Frank Clark and mm-hmm. being behind Whitney Merciless and things like that. And then he got his opportunity to 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 leave Tampa, you know, or to, to leave uh, Denver and come to go to Tampa, you know, have, have his one year prove it deal. Right. And then this past year, win a Super Bowl and get paid. Now, obviously, he's your. I'm not going to ask you that question. Let's see. He's your teammate, so he's probably your buddy. He gets more snaps than you, but you have more sacks than him. I'm not going to ask you anything about that. All right, 713 Just keep doing what you're doing. And, and like you said during the break, it's cool that you have a fresh set of eyes to look at the roster and give guys opportunities. Garrett, what you got, Garrett? Hey, Andy. Jacob, you know, of all the Texans players on the defense, I find you to be the most intriguing because – when you came in um, last season or the season before, you know, you came in and made plays. And I think you're very versatile, you know, whether you're playing in a four-man front or a three-man front. And so I just got a question about competition, man. When you see Shaq Lawson and some others come in, how do you see elevating your game to maybe do that next level for next season? And that's all i got for you. Good luck and uh, have fun. Good question. Great question. Um, for me, the more the merrier. The more the merrier, you know. At the end of the day, uh, this is a, a business of uh, competitors. Will you compete? This is for this is to to feed families, right. you know. So um, you just gotta come correct, man. And just remember, always bet on Jake. I tell you that. I'm gonna say it one more time. I love it. you know a hashtag. <laughs> always bet on Jake. I like that. Let me ask you about Whitney though, because he's a guy that. A lot of fans have been, you know, critical of. He's a guy who has had some really great moments as a Texan. For sure, it's last year was let's just call it. It was a down year for for him. Whether it was an off the field injury, whether it was just stuff going on in his life, whatever the problem was, this is a year where Whitney has to step up. But that said, you you mentioned earlier a new a new coaching staff. It is kind of refreshing because nobody owes any anybody anything. Nobody's going to look at Whitney and go, "Well, he's making this amount of money, so we got to play him." I love having a new coaching staff that says, let the best man win. Right. Um, and I think with with the new set of eyes coming in, and also it, it, may, it may give, you know, the older guys a, 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 the, like the fire back underneath them, you know, per se. And I, I think um, with Wit, let's not let's not forget who Whitney Mercer is. He came out of he, he came out of Illinois, you know, leading the leading college football uh, for three years in a row with sacks. You know what I mean? And a, and a, and a, uh, and a I believe a four three system. I'm not sure if Lovey Smith was his college coach at Illinois or not. I know right Lovie. after he missed him, yeah, right, right after Whitney left. Yeah, you know, so uh, I think that's dope. I think bringing in, uh, bringing in Lovey, you know, uh, that that Illinois tie with Whitney Mercer's, I think that's gonna uh, light that fire. And apparently, what's been killing it um, in uh, Arizona Exos. All right, seven one three two one two five seven nine zero. I'm still betting on Jacob Reggie. What's up, Reggie Reg? 
Hey guys, how y'all doing today? How are you? Hey, one thing I learned about Jacob is when that the week before last, when the caller called and pissed him off, I'm gonna always bet on Jacob because <laughs> that dude got firing him as we speak now. He's ready. It seems like he's ready. And the last caller kind of stole, stole some of my thunder. I was wondering which you prefer in this uh four three defense. And uh lastly I have uh Indy and uh Chris, man. This tournament, man, has just been a, fr a breath of fresh air with all the stuff going on in sports, especially here in Texas. Chris, I just saw somebody throwing away two LSU recliners, so I've called to tell you that somebody pissed with LSU. <laughs> but I still got them in, uh, going to the Elite Eight. And, uh, Indy, you never did look up, uh, Julius Randle for me, man. I keep telling you every time I see him, he reminds me of you. <laughs> you. You know, you said that, and then I was watching Sports Center the other night and saw a highlight of Julius Randle. Uh -huh. A little bit. It's a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know if I, I might be afraid to look it up. Maybe I'm just afraid to. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to stay away from that one. I think it's the eyes. Okay. Similar okay. eyes. Right. That's about it, though. Right. But, uh, you, you know, speaking of the tournament, it has been refreshing. I'm a little annoyed that I only got like two mentions on Twitter. I went all in on ACU and y'all were just like, eh, that, that, was, that was great. I should get as much credit as the players. Okay. For, for my like, take, there were a lot of people calling the upset. Nobody were, was calling this is the year of the upset. Nobody was calling ACU over UT. I like did I hear was. there was a one of the uh, gambling podcasts I listened to. They they were saying Abilene Christian was going to upset Texas, but you're right. Here's the thing, though. You said it. Now, if you put your money where your mouth is, True. and you'd come in today and be like, boys, I made $8,000 betting on ACU straight up. When it comes to my money, I just don't like putting it on something <laughs> I can't control. <laughs> now, if I was playing, even though I might suck and fall out, if I but I can't put money on something I can't control. And I know some people are going to say, well, you invest in stocks and mutual funds. But most of my money has to do with stuff that I can't control. 713-212-5790 if you want to jump in. Real quick, did you, uh, we, we kind of touched, I mentioned his name in past. But did you see Jordan Jenkins, the kid, a former Georgia linebacker, signed with the Texans? He's from here, and somebody retweeted his dad tweeted out, "Oh man, it's going to be awesome to go see our son play, and you know, drive twenty minutes down the road to NRG." So his uncle goes to my church, and he used to call the show all the time when Greg was here, <laughs> and he would just—I mean, it was—it wasn't a great call. Let's just be real, but he would always just call and give us a status update on his nephew. So now we will see him firsthand. 713-212-5790. Let's squeeze in another one as we have Jacob Martin in the house for one more segment. Dwayne, what's up, Dwayne? Hey, Andy, how's it going? I just heard a caller say you look like um, Julius Randle. Yes. Uh, I think you, you favor more of Billy Blanks. Have a good day. All right. Thank you. <laughs> the Tybo guy? <laughs> Damn. Most people used to say Denzel Washington and Genuine is who I look like, but uh, yeah, I guess now my old age is Billy Blanks <laughs> and, Blanks and, and Julius, Randall. Julius Randall. Let's take a timeout. One more second. <laughs> Jacob Martin in the house, only on Sports Talk 790. Check this out, right? Back to Houston's most interactive football show. America's pastime. I wanted to talk to you, and that's not right. And the trenches continues on Sports Talk 790. Back for the debate. Let's hear you now. Come on. Welcome in. Welcome back. Happy Monday to everybody out there in Radio Land. Jacob Martin in the house for one more segment. 
if you want to jump in, 713-212-5790. I meant to ask y'all, this wasn't even part of my show prep. Do y'all watch Last Chance You? The bas- this basketball one. I just finished it. It's, it's hot. That one was Oh, good. they did a basketball yeah, one for the reason? that one was real good. Okay. So yeah. I don't have any spoiler alerts for you, Jacob. Did you finish it? Yeah. Oh, man. Now, obviously, I'm much older than you, but... Do you feel the same anger I feel as some of these the players, the kids, when things get rough, they're just ready to quit? Like that that was one thing that really bugged me. me. Okay. With that shit, with that one. You know, that it was a I forget the kid's name, but he was like a five star recruit coming out of yeah, high school. Joe, Joe. Yeah. And and it would make me mad. It was like, dude, you have so much potential. Why why are you behaving like this? Right. Like it's not it's not a it's it's not that serious. I, I don't that that's one First of all, the show I binge watched it. God bless that coach. That yeah, that coach yeah. is a re- if that coach is not coaching D one in the next twelve to eighteen months, something's wrong with the system. Like if I'm an athletic director and I'm just watching Last Chance You for entertainment purposes, but I have the power to bring him in. Like you have to bring that guy. Just in. seeing him yeah. deal with 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 so many different personalities like yes. that. You he, he's gonna go play in the tournament. It, I would think, but I don't think he'll get that opportunity for whatever reason. I think he's typecast as a JUCO uh, coach. First of all, we're trying to get him on the show. Like That's how much I enjoyed it. But for those that don't know, I don't promote much on air. But if you're into docuseries, uh, sports, last chance you. And this is the first year. So what they do, let me step back. What they do is they chronicle the season of a junior college, and it's usually been football season. So you're dealing with kids that have the talent to go D1, uh, but they may have issues with grades. A lot of them may have issues with something criminal criminal that's happened in their past, and this is their quote-unquote last chance. And what's so frustrating is it truly is their last chance, but when something, like Jacob said, isn't that serious, the coach yells at them at practice, dudes are like taking off their jersey and saying, screw it, I'm going back home. That's the part. But I'll say this, because we always talk about, oh, the youth, they're so soft. The youth, they're doing this wrong. Back in my day, we didn't do that. But here's here's the problem with it. I was watching that show, Jacob and Chris, and I was thinking to myself, man, if I'm a coach at a Division One school, I'm saying, man, screw that kid. Like, you got a coach that loves you, that's sitting there praying for you, on you. Uh, but when he yells at you, you quit. But here's the thing: those guys that annoy us, they still get the Division One scholarships. So, you, you know, I guess what we as grownups or have taught the youth or the next generation is it's okay to act like that. You're still going to get the reap the rewards, and that's the part where I'm like, well, we can't, uh, you know, we can't blame these youngsters because we allow that to happen. But also, I also think that sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Uh, but also think that like with this day and age, you know. There's a lot more pressures when you're a big time recruit coming out, you know, of of high school. You know, when you're a five star, mm-hmm. I guarantee you go look on any five star football player, basketball player coming out of high school right now. Their Twitter page, they have thousands of followers. Okay, you, you know, know what? You said something interesting. So, and all their life they've heard, you know, I'm, you're the best this, you're the best that, and so anytime they they see I have a coach tell them, okay, no, or you can't do that, or not play them, you know that that starts to really come at them they don't know really how, how to deal with that so you're saying coming out now is tougher on trevor lawrence than it was on john elway 30 40 years ago yes why because now trevor lawrence has to there's there's more stats right that, that come on 
more stats. Yes. Okay. So you're gonna tell me that PPF was, well, was back, back in our day? We didn't know what these yards per <laughs> attempt were. Not, it, I mean, I'm surprised that, that they had sacks around that time. <laughs> okay. They just started counting. Right. right. You know what I mean? So I think there's more pressure in terms of okay, there's a lot more science behind the game than there was before. You know, like there's things are a lot more technical than there were before. You know, you have to be you have to. And then you have old guys like yourself, you know, uh, <laughs> putting in their putting in their two cents, <laughs> putting in their two cents of, of how they think a guy should should act or respond to something. There's you know? definitely a lot more eyeballs on you from day one if you're sure. if you're a five star recruit. The the tough thing we always go back and forth on is the guy the kids who, you know, the five star kids they all pick Alabama, they all want to go there, and some have the mindset of look, I may not start day one, but I'll wait my time. Junior senior year, I'm going to blow up. Other ones are going with the mentality, hell no. I know they signed five other five stars. I'm better than all of them. I'm going to go in there. And then what happens? Every year, three, four, five of them all hit the transfer portal. And ND always says, man, go to Indiana. If you're the best running back, go there where you will start from day one. You will play the next three years as a starting running back. And With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's like, I just wish more kids would do that instead of chasing after Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma. Like, it's all, they all flock to that, those schools. And that's why we get no parity in the damn college football playoff. Yeah, part of, if you choose Alabama, if you think Alabama's the only school out there now, then that's on you. I will say this, because you brought up something very intriguing, and I'm trying to have a rebuttal, because I think times have changed. But I don't know if the five stars or the top recruits, whether they're going into the NFL or going into college, have it tougher now. If anything, just because my son's going through it and because of the pandemic, we had to sit through a Zoom meeting with the A&M coaching staff. But, I mean, they did a phenomenal job. Like, at first, I was watching it with my arms crossed, like, eh, A&M, whatever, it should be rights you should be talking to. So, <laughs> But once they did the video and they showed where they lived – like, I was in awe. My mouth was – the coaches were looking at me and the camera laughing like, yeah, we got dad. But I would say you can argue that it's easier because you have everything at your fingertips. Like, they, they – freshmen are coming in to apartments with poolside views. They each have their own bathroom. They have a tutor for every class that's coming to, like, literally get them out the room. Like, come on, let's go do this work. And – it's not just like, hey, go out there and figure it out yourself. So I think we could argue with the technology, with the support, with the eyes. It could also be easier for the five-star recruit. But, but think about all the, the downfall of, of a lot of athletes. It's also the same technology that is used to help them. You know you know how many times people have gone back and, and old tweets have surfaced or old Snapchats or old Instagram DMs or, or old text message conversations have resurfaced and, and ruined ruined uh, uh ruin people you know they take taking taking offers off the table honestly like the first thing they tell you going through this whole process i'm sure you've talked to your son about this you know is make sure make sure you're not tweeting or, or, or posting anything that that would be considered you know conduct detrimental to whatever team picks you up. but a guy's really loose i've seen some pretty crazy tweets 
and uh, guys are still getting their scholarship. Of course, yeah. Uh, it'd have to be something like... I mean, you literally would have to shoot somebody <laughs> and FaceTime yeah, it yeah. for them to take your scholarship. Yeah. You brought up... You know what? We'll, we'll finish this discussion next uh, next Monday because you brought... I need to do some research. Because what you said, even though I disagree, it's interesting. You made me pause and, and think. So you truly think it's tougher for a Trevor Lawrence... At, now than it was for John Elway when he was well. It depends on what you're talking about in terms of exposure. Yeah, I, th- I think in terms of exposure, no, because there's more things to watch sports. But also back then, you knew who John Elway was because he was in the newspapers. You know, whatever you guys right. used to read back then. So pre uh-huh. internet. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, John Elway's older than me, but I just know he was one of the top recruits to ever come out. Uh, you know, then they would say, "Okay, what about Andrew Luck?" It okay. Is, like, do you think of Andrew Luck as a generation away from a Trevor Lawrence? Or do you clump them in the same? I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Just because Andrew Luck, you know, he could still be playing today. Right. You know, but he, he made that, that choice to go ahead and hang it up. But I, I don't I don't put – I would call Andrew Luck in the the – he was the, 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 the 10s era, the 2010s era right. of football. You know, we need somebody in between our age, like uh, Jacoby Jones, a good buddy of mine. He's about 10 years younger than me, which would make him about 10 years older than you to kind of – because I think that's interesting what you said, that you feel like it's tougher now for the top recruits, the top NFL prospects than it was for the top guys back then. I I feel like this. With any era, there are different obstacles and – and it's just different. You, you know, it's sure. tough when you have all that spotlight on you, but it's just different. It, it's a different kind of like where, you know, I, I was talking about coming out and going to college. Like it was tough for us because we had to fin- we, we just had to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, just figure it out. And you better be at practice at 6 in the morning while you're figuring it out. Now mm-hmm. everything's at their fingertips. But because there are so many eyes with social media. See, but social media is a choice. To a certain extent, you got to be on it. You don't. Ha- do you have to be on social media? I mean, it's all about what, your brand. Was Andrew the, Luck on? And it? that's the that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's so worried about this whole branding thing, right? You know. Oh, wait till the wait till the NCAA passes the the image of likeness. They start paying. You people. better be on it because you're gonna make you're losing revenue opportunities in college. Jacob, as always, you bring some great things to the trend. You kind of. You give me something to study. You better be ready because next Monday I'm, I'm about to hit you with Wait, something. Wait, one more parting question for Jacob. Uh, are you planning to wield the hammer of Thor this season? Dan Campbell. Oh, uh, look at me. I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> new, li- new, Lions coach, new Lions coach. <laughs> new Lions coach Dan Campbell, who just brought in Michael Brockers, just said that he can wield the hammer of Thor on defense. So, <laughs> Texans, we need some guys to wield the we'll hammer win. of Thor. See, on defense this Dan year. Dan Campbell now, he's become the character of himself. <laughs> For sure. Jacob, as always, appreciate the time, the insight, and hashtag beta, bet on Jacob. Bet on Jake. Bet on Jake. I like that. Hashtag <laughs> bet on Jake. We started that right here. That should cost something because you're about to get paid. <laughs> I, I want a percentage. Quick timeout. We'll get to it. In the trenches only on Sports Talk 790. <laughs> You're in the trenches. Stand up, get your hands up. With N.D. Kalu. N.D. Kalu. Welcome in, welcome back. Big shout out to Jacob Martin for joining us for the first hour. Obviously, we didn't get into the big news. We wanted to get some real sports in, and we didn't want to put him in an uncomfortable position. But 
it's not getting any better in regards to uh, suits being filed and some of these allegations for the Houston Texan current quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Aaron Reese just tweeted this out from The Athletic. Now an 11th civil lawsuit alleging sexual assault by Deshaun Watson has appeared on the Harris County District Clerk's website. We know uh, earlier this morning, number 8, I can't even keep up, number 8, 9, and 10 came out this morning with the details in those. And a couple of these are pretty, I mean, they're, they're graphic, Andy. I mean, it, it, it feels like they just keep getting worse and worse with the details in here. And, of course, you know, we heard the news today that uh, Tony Busby is meeting with HPD to uh, move forward with some of these. So there will, you know, people are saying, oh, these are all civil cases. Well, it sounds like a couple of these are going to move into criminal allegations as well. And that's when it gets real serious because yes. we were at the barbershop and obviously not just on sports talk radio, but every barbershop in the hood has been talking about this. And I, most guys, they want they want this to not be true. They, they want this to be some kind of conspiracy and it gets found out one for Deshaun Watson, obviously, and two. You're hoping and praying that you don't have, you know, 11, 15, 11, 15, 20 more female victims of sexual assault. You just don't want that to be be the issue. But the biggest issue at the time, we were saying, man, I personally don't feel like he's going to play football this year. When it's all said and done, on top of his holdout with this now, and now you're talking about it might go to criminals. Then if the DA picks it up, that's a whole new ball game. Because at first, the biggest issue was his reputation and how much money is he going to lose. But now you're talking about jail time. You're, you're talking about real jail time. Kellen Winslow Jr., you know, we saw what happened with him with the the things he's been accused of. I think he's going to spend 14 years in jail. You, you have guys that are they're losing their lives, losing their freedom behind this. And now when you talk talking about the HPD and district attorney picking that up, that, that's when it gets real serious. I do not expect him to step foot on an NFL field this year. Yeah, it just becomes, you know, you read the details of these of these suits, and again, if you want to be of the mindset that, that Deshaun didn't do this, and that's what his, you know, attorney Rusty Harden is saying, you know, we ask that you keep an open mind and, and this kind of stuff, but man, when you start to read it, it's just, it becomes, what, 11... 11 different people come out with, and a lot of them, like you, you start reading them, and a lot of them have the same theme, the same things that were said. For whatever reason, the, the more names that come out, the more incredulous I get. I know that's wrong. That might be wrong, but look, it, we're going to keep it real. When it was three, I was like, oh, this is a bad look, especially with the third one. But when you start talking about, oh, there's 20, I'm like... But let's go down the... Yeah, I, like, and I, and I, mean, I get I'm not that. saying that it's not happening. Yeah, I like, get that. I'm not victim-blaming, victim-shaming, and I'm not even... Let's get it clear. I'm not even saying that you shouldn't come out. But when it was one, two, three, it was like, man, that's you know that's bad. Like, I hope it's not true. But when you start saying 20, 25, I'm like, okay. Okay, but let's get into it. this dude was living... You know, in the parking lot of massage therapy centers and, <laughs> you, you know, like his own teammate was like, man, I didn't even know. I didn't even know he was, you know, apparently getting these kind of massages. So it, it just the, the the bigger number doesn't make me think he's guilty. It makes me truly question and wonder what's really going on. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think he met all of these women? All 20 some yes. odd women. Because it's, I mean, they they're gonna have proof that he DM'd them and and scheduled meetups. Here's where that's a good question, and the reason I gave you the silence 
because I don't think this Tony Busby guy, I don't know anything about him, but he's obviously very successful at what he does. I mean, the guy ran for mayor. I don't think he would take this on if if he could prove without a doubt that he at least yeah, met with. I think that's where people are getting wrong. Like, you know, if you're if you're a big Deshaun supporter, you're of the mindset of, oh, the, oh these women are just coming out and making stuff up. I think what we're going to find is Deshaun legitimately hired these women for massage services and met up with them and coordinated that. The question is what happened once those massages started? And again, you know, was this... You know, he was pushing it and took it too far. And, and that's where it becomes, okay, how are they going to, you know, it becomes a he said, she said, obviously, in a lot of these cases. But, you know, is it is it one or two he was inappropriate with right. and the other ones are just jumping on? That's where I would say, you know, where you're saying, oh, I think this is incredulous. That's where I would say, okay, maybe I could buy that. But anybody thinking this is all these women are just lying to make... Deshaun, we're going to find, there's going to be some kind of security camera or something that comes out soon that we're going to find. Deshaun met up with these women. Okay, and if he met up with them, what does that mean? It means that, that part they, of the story is true, that we can yeah, verify it means, part of it? it means, okay, well, the, it, once we verify that that happened, mm-hmm. now we take it a step further and go, okay, now, you know. Okay, I will say this. Let's say this wasn't even a, there, there, there were no criminal allegations. I will say this. If he met up with 20 different massage therapists and didn't even do anything wrong, I would still think that that was weird. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, if he was my buddy, my friend, my son, my nephew, I'd be like, damn, dog, like 20? Like, what's going on? Find one that's good for you and just stick to one, two, or three, kind of like a good barber. But I, I just, when, okay, like Roger Ailes. I remember reading about the the Fox News uh, guy, and, you know, he was a acu- He had 20-some-odd accusers. W- with that it seemed a little bit more believable because they all worked for him. You know, they're all under the same, uh, in the same building under his power because they all worked for him. And he'll say, Hey, if you want to get on air, then you got to, you know, mouthify me like Greg cook would say. So, but with Deshaun, the fact that he had to like spend time reaching out to them, spend time setting it up to go meet with them and to get a massage. That's where that number, when I start to hear 20, I start to really question and wonder, what's really going on. But I also, this is why it's so confusing. And if you're truly listening, you know that I'm not really leaning one way or another. Whether Tony Busby has it out for Deshaun Watson or not, I also don't think that he would just take it on just for the sake of taking it on. When you read his social media, you start to question, is this more about him, you you know, branding for himself, or is he truly trying to find justice for these victims? Somebody tweeted last night. They said, look, say whatever you want about Busby. All attorneys are slimy. All almost all attorneys are are you know are not upstanding citizens and all that. A lot of them are you know two faced and all that. You got to put all that bias aside and listen to the to what the accusers are saying. And when you have more and more and more of these come Do we out, have any new ones? Yeah, I mean this is uh, number nine. This one was the most you know one of the more alarming ones. Number nine took place in March of 2021. And D, we're in March of 2021. So the very first one that came out happened in March of 2020. Like, this is a dozen now that have taken place over the span of a year, as recent as just like two weeks ago. But here's the thing, because I can tell you're getting a little shook with what you're reading. But remember, that's just their 
side of the story. I agree, but when what they does this one say? But when they all kind of say the same thing where oh Deshaun took the oh take the sheet off me, I get hot real easily like when they're all kind of saying the same things, you start to wonder dude had he had a again well, in me, this realm he had a a pattern that he followed with these things. When y'all well there's only one or two things you can do when you get a massage. And massages typically are are naked but the Massage therapists, they do a good job keeping the sheet on you. They call it draping. Like they they drape you. That the 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 client isn't the one sitting there controlling the 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 draping. So what what did this last one say? Uh this last one, the most recent one, this one in March took place in Georgia. So mm-hmm. well, I guess Deshaun went back home to, to Georgia, the Atlanta area, and hired hired this lady and uh she runs her own massage therapy business just outside of uh, outside of Atlanta, and um, basically she was advertising, offered a fifty five dollar discounted massage on a certain day. Uh, Deshaun allegedly reached out to her, said, "Oh, I want to take part in that." She said, "Well, I'm all- <laughs> hold on. The dude just signed a hundred and fifty six million dollars. <laughs> He's deal, looking for bargains, <laughs> and he wanted to go on the day where he can save fifty well, she, bucks. That's my kind of guy." <laughs> she said, "Well, I'm actually all booked up already." He said, mm-hmm. "All right, well, can we move it?" Can we you do the next day? So she are you said, reading or making this up? No, I'm I'm literally I mean I'm summarizing because okay. I just read it all. But um, yeah, Watson agreed requested the plaintiff come to a location in Buckhead in Atlanta for a massage on March fourth, literally two weeks ago. Uh, plaintiff did not provide mobile services, but agreed to come to Watson because she thought it'd be good for business. Watson never provided an address, but said I'll be in touch with you. He said he had a table and asked if she had sheets. Watson did not reach out to the plaintiff about the session until around 9 p.m. that evening. The plaintiff told Watson she felt uncomfortable meeting for a massage that late at night, and Watson agreed to reschedule the session for the next day. Pause. Quick timeout. Finish it. In the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Hold up, sir. Yeah. To all the killers and the hundred dollar billers. Welcome in, welcome back. Hope you're enjoying your Monday. We had Jacob Martin in for the first hour. Second hour, we're without Jacob Martin, so we were we will touch on obviously the big news. We can't hide from it. And if you're just now tuning in, it looks like nine women now have uh, filed against Deshaun Watson. Now are they all still eleven? Number eleven 11? just came down. Good God, yeah. ten ten came down like twenty minutes ago. Eleven just came down. Are they all with Tony Busby? Or do yeah. some of them have their own representation. Well, it, it, the thing was when he when he first had the first couple women came to him, he he put out there on his social media. Remember, he said if you if you had a similar instance, we're getting together. These suits come to me. So if the if you're a woman like the woman in Georgia, she could go hire her own person. But this Tony Tony's putting together all the evidence and everything collectively. So why not jump on board? That's where some people oh it's just the same attorney. Well, yeah, like. Typically, even like think of like class action lawsuits. That's how that works. You don't go. I'm getting my own attorney to rep. No, you you go join the class action suit. That's how those things typically work. So, uh, yeah. Again, I just I did, put it this way, Andy. I, I'm with a lot of fans out there where I don't want to believe what I'm reading. I don't want to believe this is true. But the same realm, you gotta you kind of have to read the details and at least entertain the idea that. Maybe this was a fetish to Sean Watson ass. Maybe this is a thing that he was doing on the side and didn't tell anybody else about. You know, that, that 
people have dark secrets. People have things like no, that. No, I'm with you. And here's the thing. This is why I find myself stumped every time we bring this up. And it's silly for anybody, whether you're Team Deshaun or Team Busby, to say one way or the other it did happen or it didn't. Like I, I'm literally stumped because something went on. But you did bring up, you know what, maybe he has a fetish where he likes getting massages from from a massage therapist. But is that criminal? Is that illegal? Now, once you start doing certain things, then obviously you cross that line. But if your fetish is, and I keep going back to the first lawsuit or the first, I don't even know what the right you know terminology is for it, but the first filing mm-hmm. where the young lady mentioned that he asked for her to massage a certain area. She said, no, matter of fact, I'm not comfortable. Can you leave? And he said, oh, my bad, got up and left. And then he texted her because, remember, they kept saying, oh, we have text, we have text. And the text said, I'm sorry if you felt uncomfortable. Like, it just, like, again, if it feels creepy, it feels like, ugh, man, come on, man, just go to the club and handle your business. But it, it doesn't feel like a man should be in jail for that. Well, now I start to wonder if the fetish is the women that, reacting the way they're reacting because they're all, he's, you start to read it and they're all reacting this way. And, and I guess, you know, if, if he had hired a, a one or two and that went along. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Within a uh, no big deal, whatever, yeah. they wouldn't be following a lawsuit. But, like, you almost start to wonder, maybe that is where... The fetish in his mind is getting the rejection from the women. What type of fetish is that? I don't know. I'm Look, just saying. This is very, like it's all very strange. Uh, yeah, the details, the number 11 uh, just came out. Uh, a lot of this has to, the, the late, a couple of these latest ones have to do with, uh, how would I say this on the air? His rear end. Put it that way. We'll leave it there. I can't go. Well, you get your glutes. Right. Yeah, grow up, Chris. You you have to get your glutes, uh, you know, massaged and, mm-hmm. and loosened up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, he was asking for more than that. Like the bunghole? You can you can read the details at sports790.com. That's no. They're, they're trying to run this man's. I can't say that because if it's true, then I'll feel like the biggest jerk in the world. Right. That, that's why you just got to have to After the back. session, plaintiff went to the bathroom to wash her hands. When she came out of the bathroom, Watson was completely naked, exposed, and asked if she, quote, did more than just professional body work, quote, for more money. Okay, then she said no, and then what happened after no? She said she, t- she did not do that type of thing. She was a professional. Watson said he was disappointed to hear that. He became angry and told the plaintiff to leave. So that's number 11. Okay, so, and again, I'm, I'm not minimizing what's going on. But let me ask you, just that scenario, mm-hmm. is that criminal? That it, is creepy, absolutely. It, it, you can even argue it's disgusting. Yeah. And it's disrespectful. But is that criminal? This is, this is a civil um, uh, lawsuit right. that they filed. If, this, if, they, if she goes to law enforcement and becomes criminal, it's, it's at least solicitation. Of prostitution, yes, it's it's a you know it's a misdemeanor, but 
it still requires paying a fine and, and that sort of thing. And again, that's just one of the 11. So that's what I'm saying. Like, they could go to, if these do go to criminal, he could be found, like, like there's two, two or three of these specifically delve into sexual assault. Those are the dangerous ones that he has to worry about. These right. other ones, yeah, it'll be misdemeanor, uh, solicitation of prostitution, you pay a fine and, and move on with those. But these other ones, and again, some of these have, you know, damage, they're look, seeking damages because of emotional distress, uh, panic attacks, and all the other things fall out from his propositioning. So it's a messy, messy thing that's not going to go away anytime soon for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, it just seems very, very weird. So she goes to wash her hands. Then he's just standing there butt naked saying, hey, do you do more? Like That's what it sounds like. Almost all these, he, they leave the room to, for him to get ready, which I guess is what happens when you get a massage. You, the person leaves the room, tells you to you know, prepare for the massage. They come back in. He's he's butt naked. And almost all these, they say, oh, you need to put a sheet on. He says, nah, the sheets make me too hot. I get I get real hot real easily. Mike, what you got, Mike? Hey, Andy, question for you. Since you were you were in the, uh, in the NFL, I mean, doesn't the league provide that type of service? Good question. I mean, Mike. they they don't. The league doesn't. Because here's the thing: <laughs> the league's not stupid. They don't want to put their name behind any massage therapist because if something like this happens, it'll make them look bad as well. But lower your microphone. Um, I mean, your, your radio mic. Yeah. Okay, so, but what, you have access to so many legit certified massage therapists, whether you ask a teammate, Mike, whether you ask a trainer, uh, whether you ask uh, somebody related to the team, th there are people, they're just not, the NFL is not officially saying, here's a list of massage therapists, because there are so many good ones out there. I don't think you need to go to the NFL for it. But you don't, you don't, you can't just go, I mean, is my volume all right? Yeah, you're good, you're good. Okay, uh, you just can't go, I mean, to the league and they, they like baseball or basketball that you know football whatever whatever but i mean that you go there and you say i hey you know i'm sore so they provide you with uh someone that can take care of that or ice bath kind of like a uh a, a glorified trainer if you would well here's the thing the trainers are so great appreciate the call mike the trainers are so great if you if you truly have an issue where you're overly sore or you have something going on with your hamstring, even your glutes, the trainers, there's something that they can do. They use a lot of machinery and there's different things they can do. But if you want to take it a step further and get a certified masseuse, a certified massage therapist, they're just my point is, and it's hard to make. There's so many of them. It's kind of like finding a realtor, a real estate agent. I mean, how many people do you really have to ask to find a certified licensed real estate agent? They're around every corner. Now, some are better than others, just like with massage therapists. But my point is, if you're not going into it in a creepish way, you know, looking for someone to give you a happy ending or to do something sexual that's outside of the realm of what they want to do or what they're supposed to do, then yes, that's where you're going to the dark web to try to find them. But if you're looking for a legit sports massage therapist, they're, they're out there and you can ask legit people, uh, you know, for, for a recommendation. It just sounds like he's at the very minimum looking for a little bit more, and that's why he's not going to the NFL well, we, or his team. We brought up too. We brought this up on Friday. The timing of this was in the middle. You know, the first case started last March. 
That was in the midst of this pandemic where massage parlors were shut down. You know, the Texans facility was shut down with limited access and all that kind of stuff. So this thing very well could have started because Deshaun didn't have access to, you know, local masseuses and things like that. And, you know, maybe the, you know, even the NFL and the Texans were saying, look, we're not offering that kind of stuff right now. We're telling everybody to socially distance. You got, you got a very special access to the building. In fact, the building's not even open right now. You got to work out on your own. Like, Keep in mind, that's where we were last March, April, and May, and then things expanded from there. But maybe it was a, you know, sounds silly, but maybe it was a fetish that started then and then grew and went as recent as two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I will say this. Look, I, and I've told people, the ones I've received, they're legit, but you are naked. Uh, you, you do have some covers draped over you. The massage therapist may accidentally brush over or touch some things. So that's why the NFL is like, no, nah, don't ask. Like, don't ask us for any recommendations. But I'm just telling you, if you are looking for a legit massage from a certified massage therapist, you don't even have to go to the NFL because between teammates, coaches, trainers. Well, one of them was. Uh, did you hear the Tony Busby uh, allegations on Friday? He did say, I think. Was it the? I don't remember if he confused the Texans quarterback coach with Quincy Avery and accidentally said Quincy Avery. But one or the other, either Quincy Avery or the Texans quarterback coach, whoever it was, said had referred one of these therapists right. to Deshaun. Right. So again, it was you know. No, that's to me that would be a legit. So again, this is where I'm saying I can't sit up here and say, oh, I know this guy, he didn't do it. Or on the flip side, oh, just there's 20 people out, so he must have done something. But yeah, if if you got the referral from a quarterback coach and you know it's not a coach you're buddy buddy with and he didn't say wink wink or he didn't give you the wink wink when he gave you the number and you tried said massage therapist then yeah that that's you really trying to push the boundaries and you're living in this detached world because you're starting quarterback that you could get away with whatever you feel you can get away with that's on him then that's on him but as bad as that may be i still don't think that that's criminal I, I just think that makes him a creep. Quick timeout. We'll get back to a Big Sarge back in the seat. Kenny, we see you there in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Back to football. Yes, we return. And Houston sports. You really like it. You want more. Get back in the trenches. Ooh, oh, Jigga. This reminds me of my days in Washington. Okay. Welcome in, welcome back. One more segment to go. We're actually going to be out a few minutes early because we have the Astros preparing for the regular season and we're going to have some spring training baseball. So quick, you definitely don't want to miss that. Quick Astros note, speaking of them, uh, the uh, this is from Jay Kaplan. The Astros will put their single game tickets for April on sale this Wednesday. An update on the ballpark capacity plans in April. Their maximum capacity will be 50%. According to uh, Anita Segal, who's senior VP uh, with the Astros. So, single tickets just on sale for the month of April. Mm -hmm. This Wednesday, 50% capacity for home games. We're getting close to some normalcy. And Zach Grinke named the opening day starter. So, uh, we we have that baseball news. Basketball news, unfortunately, for the Houston Rockets. And Big Sarge, you cover the game and you're in the locker room. Uh, or no basketball. Yeah, however <laughs> the, the virtual well, meeting room. Yeah, however which gets less it. and less people by the week. So, so how's that? They just give you a, a pass code to get in as so, a media member for the Zoom post game press conference. Yes, yes. We just log on to the Zoom and just sit there and uh, you know wherever we're sitting and wait on to to come on. 
then you hit a button and that uh, signifies that you raising your hand. Yeah, we have a ra- it's a raise hand feature um, on there. Okay, so yesterday there seemed to be some confusion. Obviously, the Houston Rockets lose twenty in a row. I think it's the ninth worst losing streak in the history of the NBA. Twenty in a row. Is there some turmoil now with the team? No, there's no turmoil. There's just a lot of they don't have any chemistry, mm-hmm. and and that's the thing. Is like now that they got all their starters back, they they just don't have the chemistry. And just like John Wall said in the in his post game press conference on last night, is that he says guys don't know you know who they're going to be playing with, how many minutes. Some of us on a minute restriction, some of us aren't, and we got two new guys or three new guys here that we've never played with before, and so. You know, and, and Coach Silas had said this earlier um, two weeks ago. He said, once we get these guys back, it's not going to just be we're going to instantly start right, winning again. Right. These guys have to learn to play with each other. And that's the thing. And in the midst of a 20-game losing streak, you're frustrated because you want to win. And that game yesterday, they should have won, and you don't. And then there's just a lot of there's just a lot of confusion amongst them. And, and with the, the schedule being so condensed, they don't have time to get it together. They played yesterday. They played today. They're on. They they have one off day. They play again Wednesday. Then they're traveling. They play again Friday. You know what they need to. Obviously, you're not going to be practicing when you have back to backs. But that was only the fifth time that Victor Oladipo, uh, John Wall, and Christian Wood played together. Only the fifth time. So they need as the leaders and the nucleus of the team. They need to do something where they're saying, "Hey, this is typically what I like uh, during the pick and roll. This is what you could expect from me." So they can continue to somehow get that chemistry but either way 20 in a row that is a bad bad look so hopefully with them playing together now they can move forward and get that victory kenny what's going on kenny ken hey what's up nd what's up guys love the show thank you sir hey uh a couple points real quick um and i'll keep it keep it quick sean watson no sheet butt naked that's a little bit sketchy all right, so, uh, you know, I've had massages up. You keep your, I keep my underwear on. The people know who do it. You know, the girls do it. And they, they're, you know, it's proper and there's no problem. That's just kind of, kind of strange. But my, the point of the reason I called was Tyrod Taylor. I don't know if people have talked about it a lot. Do you think that Deshaun Watson, when he informed the team, that's why they paid a little more to get Tyrod in there? Or was he still an insurance policy for, you know, Deshaun doesn't play this year, and I'll, I'll hang up and listen to y'all's comments. That's a good question, Kenny. I think either way, even if we did not have this turmoil with Deshaun Watson, even if Deshaun Watson was planning to return to the Texans, and this is pre-allegations, to the Texans, you still needed to get a backup, and Tyrod Taylor's a good backup to get. The guy's been in the league for a while. He had a nice three-year run as a starter for the Buffalo Bills. Even if you have a healthy, excited uh, all-in Deshaun Watson, I still think they should have gone after Tyrod Taylor, but now it makes Tyrod Taylor's value even that much more, and that's why his contract is, I think, a base of little bit less than six million with incentives all the way up to 12 million because there is a chance he might be your full-time starter so that and philip Lindsay, two big moves that i really like that nick casario made any thoughts on tyrod taylor yeah i mean uh, we were we've been talking about the possibility of if he's the guy to to start all year um you know, to, to be the guy. Can the Texans make the playoffs if Tyrod Taylor is the starter all year was the question. And, you know, I think the answer is yes, but there, he's going to need a lot of help. He's going to need a, that dominant run game to to get going with Philip Lindsay and company. And I, I think it is possible. I just, uh, 
you know, can he stay healthy for an entire year? Can he make the plays necessary? Obviously, look, it's going to be a step down from Deshaun Watson. By the way, Andy, I was doing the numbers just a minute ago just to look. We are talking about all the guys on one-year contracts. Currently, under contract for 2022, Texans have 36 guys under contract. 53 of them will become free. 53 guys will become free agents this offseason. That is a lot. That's a lot, but that's what I expected. In this weird, look, weird year globally, locally, of specifically to the Houston Texans, I expected most, I did not expect them to sign a bunch of three, four, five year deals. I expected it mostly to be one year deals, see who you want to commit to when He's you got have a more couple, though, months. right? <laughs> like, I mean, everyone kept talking about how there wasn't any, uh, there wasn't, you know, much cap space. And I like, I love the fact that they were able to get Philip Lindsay on a one-year deal because I think he has a lot to prove for himself. Speaking of those signings, you know what? That's going to lead us to on something or on to something. Were you trying to get crazy with this, see? Don't you know I'm loco? All right, so a writer for the NFL.com website wanted to put grades, put something on it, put grades on all the offseason moves. And when it comes to the Houston Texans, he gave them a C, and this is what he said. Lots of moves, but not a whole lot of substance. Shaq Lawson could prove to be a quality edge rusher. Lindsey's an exciting potential number one running back alongside Mark Ingram. And Marcus Cannon offer a fair amount of upside as starters, but not even the whole bunch collectively equals one premium addition. Is this writer for NFL.com on something or on to something by saying the whole bunch collectively doesn't equal one premium edition. I mean, yeah, you're on, you're on, you're on to something there. I agree, but who's the premium free agents they wanted them to sign? Right. Like, who are the big? Who's the big name free agents at the? T- like, the Texans didn't have a ton of cap space. They they were able to get under it and free it up by renegotiating. By the way, we didn't even mention that on Friday. They reworked Larry McTunsil's deal. Uh, to bring his number d- down a little bit, but man, it's um, yeah, I, I I'd agree from one standpoint. Yeah, there's no exciting name out there, but my question would be, who would you want him to sign? So, you know what? I'm gonna say he's on something because football is all about depth. You, you when you look at a team like the Houston Texans, they had so many holes to fill. I like what they did. I like Christian Kurtzky, you know, wanting to prove himself, and he's still young enough to have four or five, six more productive years. I love the trade with Marcus Cannon because whether you move him to the right side tackle on the other side of Larry Tunsil or you bump him into guard and you you continue to start Titus Howard as your right tackle, then having uh, Marcus Cannon and, and Max Sharping as your two guards, I think that's an upgrade. I, I, I like, look, we talked about uh, Kenny Galladay going from the Detroit Lions to the New York Giants for that four-year, $72 million deal. I would say, and that was the number one wide receiver out there, I would say that I would take all of these signings over that over that one premium signing. If you told me for the money that has been spent, you could have Kenny Galladay or you can have a potential starter at defensive tackle on Malik Collins, a potential good role player in Shaq Lawson because I'm going to bet on Jake, uh, Jacob Martin to win that. Then you have Philip Lindsay. No, I'm going to say this guy's on something and he doesn't understand what depth and numbers mean when it comes to a football team. So you say he's on to something, and I'm going to say he's on something. Yeah, because if I went out there and said, hey, which which free agent or two are you most excited about the Texans signed? 
ha- majority of those guys, you go, I don't know who that guy is. I, I, I think at first, but now between Tyrod Taylor, Marcus Cannon, and Philip Lindsay, like if you don't know those three guys, then you're really just not a football fan. You, you know, you might be a fan of certain players, and there isn't anything wrong with that, but you're just not a football fan. But yeah, the addition of Tyrod Taylor, Philip Lindsay, Marcus Cannon. Now, like you mentioned, I'm not even expecting Tyrod Taylor to lead this team to the playoffs. What I'm hoping for them is that they can improve and maybe go from 4 and 12 to 8 and 8 without Deshaun Watson. If they go 8 and 8 this year, that's a I hate to say it, but that's a huge accomplishment uh considering everything else that's going on. And I think Tyrod Taylor could be that guy. Hey, real quick, uh Devontae Smith just speaking uh, with the media said he currently weighs 170 pounds. He is 6 foot 1. By comparison to Deshaun Jackson, is about 5 foot 9. He weighs 175, and we think Deshaun Jackson looks skinny. Yes, and Deshaun Jackson just signed with... Uh, the Rams. Yeah, the Rams. Eat something, Devontae. Yeah, Come that, on, man. That's always made me nervous about Devontae. That's going to do it for us. Stay tuned for some baseball. This has been In the Trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.